Some shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Bo Henderson. Hello, this is Phil Benelli, once again your guest host for North Georgia Business Radio X. We are so excited that you're joining us. We've got another great show lined up with some great individuals who are doing some big-time things in North Georgia in an area which I think we're all going to be very intrigued about. So I've got with me the double Todds, Mr. Todd Gailey and Todd Reddish of Boost Transport. And you may have seen Boost Transport in the news recently. There's an announcement about a 90,000-square-foot uh, warehouse, which they're getting ready to build. And uh, we're going to dig a little bit into what that number means, how it relates to um, uh, really some more important factors about this sort of building being the height and how many cubes could put in it, etc. So anyway, a lot of great things ahead about business life as usual and also logistics. So. Todd and Todd, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us, Phil. Thank you, uh, WDUN, for having us as well. Yes. So, so, so all right, if you could, uh, tell us, tell our audience here, North Georgia uh, Business Radio X, what does Boost do? Before we get to the warehouse, what is Boost? Where are you at today? How'd you start out? Give us a little intro. Good, Todd. I'll let you start on the history of Boost. So, uh... 2009, December 21st, great time to start a business. The economy was booming. Uh, we started Boost. Uh, There's three of us. Unfortunately, one of our partners uh, passed less than a year after we opened the business. So Dusty Benefield and myself started it as a truck brokerage um, with a little bit of LTL. And uh, we were 95% truck load, 5% LTL. We've since swung that to where we're... 95% LTL and 5% truckload, but we've also grown it into a warehousing um, e-commerce, for lack of better words, uh, hub. So uh, we, we're still doing the logistics, the 3PL, but now we're doing fulfillment. We've got cookers, we've got spices, we've got rubs, we've got lotions, we've got shampoos. We can basically, uh, just your house, whatever you need, we've got. So, All right. So let me do this. Let me, let me translate some industry talk for our audience, for those who don't know. So truckload, that's when, and, and when uh, the company is arranging a full tractor trail load of products and services to be shipped. LTL, less than load, when less than a full load is being shipped. And so they were brokering that, which I'm sure you've you've heard this a very big industry. And now you mention all these spices and lotions and cookers. So you're not making these things. You're not selling these things. What is it that you're you're doing with these items? We're basically, if you want to think of it, we're the new JCPenney's and Sears, which I know we'll get into later, but and that'll make sense. But we're storing people's uh, inventories for uh and then you go online and order it and we fulfill the the order so that's kind of where we've come in so when i go online when i say hey i want to get this bottle of shampoo yeah. and i click it it all goes through and then it shows up at my door magically i don't have to think about it but somebody's thinking about it somebody is storing it moving it transporting it organizing it and that is 
boost. You. Yeah. Correct. All right. So, all right, e-commerce, you know, a big a big term and something we we know is growing uh, a lot. What what has changed in e-commerce in the last two or three years? So one, one thing that sums it up perfectly, I think me and you had this discussion a couple of weeks back where we actually went and looked at the J.C. Penney's building and the Sears building in Gainesville that are currently shut down as we looked at them for warehousing potential, put our customers in wow. to start shipping out, to start shipping our orders out of. So that's... To ask how e-commerce has changed, it's gone from the brick and mortars that we know, the JCPenney's, the Sears, are shutting down, and they're becoming warehouses to fulfill the orders. So we're not shopping at the brick and mortars. We're shopping from our home, and they're being fulfilled by people like us and sent home to you. You know, that is so interesting. The whole time I've lived in Gainesville, which is just slightly longer than when you when you started the company in 2009, yeah. I moved here uh, the very end of 2007, the month the recession started. So I, I feel your pain about starting in something at a very rough time in the yeah. economy. We've always been talking about the mall yeah. and what to do with the mall. And how funny for it to come full circle that although those big box stores are closed, there is a need to put boxes somewhere. And so those spaces could be used for the storage. I know Sears is being used by one of our partners, uh, somebody we partner with out in uh, Missouri. He's using a Sears currently and has some other people I think they're using Sears. So that's what put the ideal in my head. So we went and looked at Sears. Wow. And just a tidbit of information for people in Gainesville that are listening. J.C. Penney's has a second floor. Never knew it. Lived here 54 years wow. my whole life and never knew J.C. Penney's was two stories at the mall. I had no idea. Either. I didn't either. No clue. More room for pallets. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, c- COVID also changed the game. Mm-hmm. They said when COVID came around, the the world, uh, the Amazon-type world that we that we live in now um, excelled by f- at least 14 years. So the, the, the mom, the dads, the grandpas, and the grandmas that weren't ordering online that are still going to the brick-and-mortar lo- brick locations are now ordering – um, products online where they weren't years ago. People were ordering their groceries, and I mean they're ordering everything. Like I said, Amazon has been a big player in the e-commerce world, and they've changed the game for the domestic U.S. or the world. Period. All right, so you guys bring up some important points, and you're experts in this. So you you said you are the J.C. Pennies in this. You're the way through which people are getting product. So if I'm a small business owner out there and I sell a product, what do I need to know? What what are some tips you'd give to small business owners to take advantage of the e-commerce marketplace or just to be aware of? First is find, make sure you're partnering with someone good. Um, you know, mm. get somebody you trust and you can do business that helps you promote your product and get it out to market. Um, sometimes Amazon's not the best choice for everybody, and there's different avenues, and that's what you need to figure out if you're not big enough or you're too big for Amazon and find the right partner to get your product. There's different shipping channels. We call them channels that you get your product out in front of people. So that that's the thing is make sure you're, you're – 
hooked up with the right person that can warehouse, fulfill, and get your product out to market. Okay, thank you. So let's, before the break, I want to hear about the big new warehouse coming. Define those terms for us. So what is warehouse and fulfill? It seems kind of obvious, but just for those in the audience who don't know. So warehouse, uh, basically we have brick and brick or mortar cement with racks that we store product in. Fulfill is... It's basically what we've been talking about where let's say we have Phil's widgets and Phil's widgets, Todd comes in or goes online and, and orders 10 of Phil's widgets. Well, that order comes to Boost. Boost then prints out the order or processes that order, picks that order. We, we pay for the shipping. We ship it out, track it, whatever. And then we bill Phil's widgets for it so it's that's how it works that's the fulfillment side we're actually fulfilling the orders Mm. from the customer we're not we're not the customer we're not the owner of the product we're just the middleman that fulfills the orders stores the inventory and and just keep manages the inventory it keeps the smaller companies from having to go out purchase warehouse space or to purchase a wms system that where they have to keep up with we keep up with it for them and provide all that information to them that's fantastic so for this burgeoning business of phil's widgets I just need to come up with the product, drive sales, and you guys are doing the rest. Turkey legs. All right, we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Uh, We've got the Double Tods from Boost Transport, North Georgia Business Radio X. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I hope that you're having a great day. If you're just joining us, uh, we're here with Todd Gailey and Todd Reddish from Boost Transport. And uh, they're educating me and our audience on all sorts of things related to supply chain, e-commerce, topics of uh, right on the front of everyone's minds right now. So we talked a little bit about a new warehouse being built by Boost. Uh, so either, Todd, I'd love for you to share what, what's going on? What is this warehouse? Why is it important? Well, you know, we have our current location, 240,000 square feet on at Chicopee Mill. Um, it, it's an older location. It's um, it's about full. I mean, it stays full most of the time. So um, the reason for the new location on Barber Road, um, there's actually room for two of these that we're building. There's The first one we're building is going to be 90,000 square feet. Um, 54 foot ceilings. It's going to have the capabilities to hold uh, 15,000 pallets. It'll be uh, have wire guidance, forklifts, um, swing lifts. Um, we have a brand new warehouse management system that we just purchased that is state of the art. Um, it'll measure everything that has anything to do with inventory, um, analytics, reporting, software integrations. It'll it'll do anything that that anyone is looking for but the the reason for the new location we just feel that you know we're in the logistics business so we do everything from a to z we do anything from ocean to air to domestic small pack is all the way down to if you're shipping a letter or you're shipping a full full load a full container to egypt we can do all that um but we know that where the market is going that 
concrete on the ground is the most important thing for us. Mm. So um, with the, you know, Hall County at the end of 2024, we have the Inland Port coming in, which is going to be vital um, to this county as far as industry coming in and existing industry here at, you know, at full capacity, at full peak of this new um, Inland Port, they'll be able to unload 150,000 containers a year. Wow. So that is a lot of product moving into Hall County or in the existing area around Hall County. And go. So there's 3,000 containers currently moving into Hall County uh, per week now. So with the 150,000 coming in from Hall County, I mean, coming in through the Inland Port now, that will, I mean, what is that? That's that's quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> right. 150,000 a year. So it's really going to. So the Change Inland things. Port is going to facilitate a smoother commerce or shipping experience, which is key for commerce, things going in and going out, especially internationally because it's going down the port in Savannah. So there's some efficiencies gained, and it sounds like your warehouse is going to have additional efficiencies for fulfillment. So we've partnered, uh, Booze Transport is partnered with Freedom Trans USA, and our goal is to take the two companies and, and try to service that port, make it part of our warehouse part of the port. That's the long-term goal. We'll have this warehouse up and going with a like we've mentioned the capability of another warehouse beside it so we can easily transition if we need to once the port's up and going and get those goods coming into our warehouse and put them in our system and move them through ours and freedoms boost and freedoms uh, systems wow so if i'm with phil's widgets yeah the inland port and this new warehouse are going to help me it sounds like if i want to not just sell to to todd here in gainesville but if I want to sell to, you know, Todd in South Africa mm-hmm. or Correct. France. Correct. I just go right from my partners here onto the port and away they go. Yep. And that's where the logistics comes in too because it's got to be stored, fulfilled, but then it's got to get somewhere. And I, as the maker of these widgets, I don't know anything about that, nor do I really want to. No. I just want it to happen. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole goal... With with a small company coming into a company like us, is let it gives them a it gives them the capability to do what they're best at, and that's marketing their product. Mm. Let's us handle the backside. Let's us handle the, the the shipping, the warehousing, the picking and packing. That's that's what we're good at. And we tell them, hey, go do something that you're good at, and that's marketing your product, selling that product out there that that you invented or you came up with or that your company has. So that's the whole goal of this. We do what we do good. We say, hey. You guys do what you do good. I love that, Todd. And it really is about partnership. That was a tip that one of you guys gave out at the beginning for small business owners to know. They need to pick the right partner because if if the business owner who's, who has the product is doing what they're good at, they're making great products, they're selling them, uh, that is going to be negated if they don't get what they're supposed to go or if they get there smushed. Yeah, Right? So exactly. they need the professionals, the expert to take care of it. Um and have that final experience be be appropriate. All right, so one thing, you mentioned the 90,000-square-foot warehouse. Mm -hmm. 
and we talked about now you're in a 240,000 square foot warehouse that holds less that holds less tell us about that this is mind-blowing so what we're doing we're basically cubing this warehouse out we're going up six seven levels and as Todd mentioned previously it'll be on wire guided so you have these racks long high racks with narrow aisles so you're driving this piece of equipment that will go up down forwards backwards with one inch clearance on each side and it's, it's better than six flags right i tell you <laughs> we may start charging for rides at the warehouse so you're, you're going in and out so it, it utilizes every cubic inch every cubic centimeter you're, you're getting down to where you're breaking down that cost per inch per centimeter so it allows us a lot more room it's crazy when you think about it you can put more in 90 than you can 240 doesn't seem right but it is because of the height, height and the cubic Cube. We're, the we're cube. using the whole. It's it's cheaper to go up than go out. So let me ask this: There's 56 foot high ceilings. Yeah, center center, and then it comes down, tapers down. Okay, and you've got these forklifts that reach up to the top. Swing reaches. Swing it's reaches. Not forklifts. Swing reaches will okay. go in. They're called turret trucks. Swing reaches. Okay. Um, then like, for, you ride up with it. You ride up with Correct. it. That was going to be my question. How does that's, the driver see what's up there? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm telling you. Oh, that is going to be fun. Oh, <laughs> yeah. side me up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Are they harnessed in? Is this? Oh, like- yeah. You've got a seatbelt in. It's it, You've wow. got two joysticks. It's it's a great ride. Uh, this is so amazing. So you, you guys got into the fulfillment side of it a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You've you've grown it to where you're very good at it, and already look at this. You continue to transition and adjust and improve. How do you stay on top of that? Because when I'm listening to your stories, you know, you got into this different part of of the business, which is key and is the prime. You know, that's the, that's the driver for yeah. your growth now, yeah. that you weren't even in several years ago. Uh, you began in a time where we were in a big recession. One of your partners passed away early. What is a key to you for for kind of, I guess, recognizing change and adapting? I think the the part that we adapt to and and that makes us special is our service. Because we we started this because of a customer not getting service. So we felt we could do it. So that's what got us into it. And we built it to 240,000 square feet with no marketing, no... None. We didn't even have a website. We didn't advertise. We didn't do nothing. It's just service. And that, that's what I think separates our companies from a lot is that we we service the customer. We service our customers. We we treat them like we want to be treated. Wow. And it, it that's what, you know, the old country boy in me that was raised up here in Gainesville, <laughs> that's, that's how it is. You just treat them the way you want to be treated. And, and we've been blessed by it. I mean, we've truly been very blessed because – we we've got enough business that we've grown and grown at a good pace and we're fortunate good great customers great clients it we have great partnerships uh meathead charcoal here in Gainesville it's it's great we've got to meet a lot of good people so it, it's we you know we've been very blessed that that's the main thing for us I love that so really it wasn't hey, you know, we see an opportunity or we want to go look for an opportunity for the next big thing. You were solely focused on taking great care of your customers. You saw this additional need they had and you said, I care about my customer. I've got to serve them. At at our time, it was our biggest customer. And he was, uh, it would take from when the order, they received the order. And we, 
Here, I want to hear this story. We're going to take a quick break, and and when we come back, we're going to hear the story of how this got going. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I am your uh, substitute host for the day, filling in for um, for Bo. Uh, this is Phil Benelli. I'm so happy to be here. If you are just joining us, we've got some great guests today uh, from Boost Transport, Double Todds, and we are learning all about uh, logistics, supply chain, warehousing. Uh, all sorts of neat things. So I, I want to dive back into a, a story that uh, Todd Gailey was starting to tell. And um, it, it was about how the company moved from uh, just doing brokerage logistics over to warehousing. And where it all stemmed from, you wanted to serve your customers. Those your number one priority. Take excellent care of your customers. Treat them as you want to be treated. And you had one with a need that, that couldn't really be filled in the marketplace. So tell us about that, Todd. At the time, it was our biggest customer, and uh, they were having a problem getting their orders fulfilled. It was taking 24 to 48 hours, so basically two days once the order was received. So I said, "Wow, uh, we can do that. I can do that math. So we actually took that business on a small scale. Eventually, we did good with that small scale, scaled it up to take on all their business, Went into a 20,000 square foot warehouse, then moved to a 50, 100, 175, 240. And again, it was just service, just word of mouth and service, service, service. Service and word of mouth. Yeah. And, and great employees. I mean, I, I, I could sit here and say I've done a lot of it, but we've got some really good employees that, um, like we talked about prior before we got on there, how we empower employees to take ownership in what they do. And uh, I, I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for them, some of the great employees we have. So. Sure. So I, I, w- this is what stood out to me. First off, focus on service, right? Yeah. We're, we're serving customers. You got to take care of customers. That's key. And not just for growing your business, but that's what's fulfilling. Yeah. When there's some big, you know, explosion going, some big problem it's so much more motivating to to be serving because you want to take great care of customers you care about than just taking care of a problem. Exactly. You know. So then you you served and so you saw a need as a result of your serving. Exactly. You weren't looking for additional needs to fill. You were serving, it came up, you wanted to meet it. So you then acted courageously. Because when you said we could do that, then you hung up the phone. And that might have been a scary moment to think, okay, how do we do this? That's when I looked to Dusty and said, how do we do this? Right. So, yeah. No, yeah, we, 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 I had some experience in warehousing, so it wasn't total uh, new to us, but we, we started on a small scale and were able to fulfill those orders, do what we needed to be done, and then took it up another level, another level. Mm. And uh, that's kind of how we started. I love it. So the service leads to taking care of needs. When you act courageously, you can take care of those. And then building partnerships, right? Because you mentioned all these great partners, and you've got partnerships with your employees. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's really what our economy is all about. 
right? If this if this was 500 AD, I'd have some farm. I'd be raising some food for my family to eat, you know. But then we we start having specializations. You make the leather. I make the horseshoes. And and partnering has just developed to such a a mass a, a worldwide level. Yeah. And you're a key part in facilitating that. So on that note, with uh, COVID and lockdowns and all these different things, the supply chain and some of those partnerships got disrupted. Just-in-time inventory got disrupted. What are the changes that you've seen as a result of that with how the partnerships work differently? Maybe there's more things we need to produce domestically or store domestically, or what are some of the trends that you guys have seen? Well, I mean, technology, I mean, technology is the key. Mm. I mean, we like I said, we started small. We've grown, we've grown, we've grown, but we failed. In order to keep up with the environment and the companies out there, technology is the key. So we that's something that we're doing on a daily basis, upgrading this, upgrading that, um, dealing with API connections, EDI, I mean, all this different – that's important to our customers as well as us in order to, to, to keep ahead of the market or keep with the market. So, um, well, I think, you know what, that it, that speaks again to that heart of service because you could just say, hey, we want to maximize every dollar of margin we can. We don't want to reinvest any money, but because you want to serve people better, you're getting better tools so you could do it quicker, more efficiently more competitive prices, etc. Yeah, exactly. So technology is key. And I loved hearing about the, the what was it called? The sling lift? It's like a roller. Swing. A swing. Swing reach. Swing reach. Yeah. It's a it's a combo of a forklift and a roller coaster. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. Uh, I can't wait for you to pay 50 action. bucks to go up in it, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You haven't seen me driving uh, heavy equipment. I don't know if you if you want that. You don't drive it. It's on wire guidance. You don't steer it. It it Man. you lock in on the wire. It steers for you. You just go up, down, forward, or backwards. So. All right. So they can't go side to nope. side. No side to side. If you go side to side, you don't have to worry about it. We probably won't see you for a while. Until okay. We dig you out. Okay. <laughs> but the key, the key, the key to boost. To be honest with you, is are the people that work for us. I mean, we have several employees that have been there over 10 years we've had uh we have employees that are bought in that that share the values of boost and we feel that's that's the most important thing to us is our 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 core group that has been there for a long time and we have a lot of new people that have bought into the into into boost and we feel that if we can keep that core group growing Everything else is easy. To be honest with you, pouring concrete and everything else. Our, our people, we we take care of our people, and our people take care of our customers. That's what it's about. You know, we always our motto is, you know, our business is your business, and that's mm. that's something that we that we push. I mean, we're different than any other warehouse out there. Our our customers can come to the warehouse. They don't have to make an appointment. They have our cell phones. They have, I mean. On the weekends, if they need to reach us, hey, if we there's a special project going on the weekends, we're there. That's who we are. Um, you touch on the supply chain. Um, you said this. You touch about the supply chain, the issues. They're real. We're all going through them. Um, when people say that you're waiting on this, it's real. I mean, I I, I can pick up stuff 
for my if I need something picked up, I have the accounts to pick it up. But when you can't pick it up, you can't do nothing. So uh, a lot of people you ask about them, they are real. Uh, we have people. One particular customer, he orders paper f- two months in advance. We hold it in a warehouse for him. That way he has supplies, so his supplies aren't yeah, – the, the struggles are real with the supply chain. It, it's uh, – a lot of people say it's excuse, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You have employment shortage. You have driver shortages. You have it, – it's just a combination of everything. It's the perfect storm. Well, I, I, I can think of a couple of things. When there are those issues, which there continue to be, the ability to communicate them effectively or for your communication to be received – is is predicated upon those strong partnerships and people knowing exactly. that you care yeah. and that their business is yours. Um, and so, and the employee shortages, one thing I'm listening to that our, our audience could benefit from is y- you all have done a great job of attracting and retaining talent. What are some of the keys? I know the word empowering stood out in the break. Uh, I mean, gro- growth's, growth's tough. I mean, we've really grown. We went, I mean, I think even probably... Four years ago, we've doubled the size of our our employee pool. Wow. So, I mean, the the biggest thing I feel is that, I mean, everyone's bought into the Boost brand. That's that's mm. you know coming to a place that you enjoy working makes a difference. Um, you know, it's it's we have dogs as you've seen, Phil. We have four dogs <laughs> right. in the office. Um, yeah, so it's we we try to be the. California company on the East Coast. Uh, shorts are highly recommended. Their employees get to work out. I love it. A, you've got the dogs. You've got the the shorts. And I mean, you could just put some uh, some pillows and some of the racks. Have a sleep pod. All right, we're gonna go to our final break. Uh, be with us. We've got one more segment coming up. North Georgia Business Radio X. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I am your host for the day, Phil Benelli, filling in for Mr. Bo Henderson. We've had a great time. I, I, I've enjoyed our guests, and I've learned so much about some very important things in our economy. Um, so speaking to our friends at Boost and their new warehouse and how it relates to the inland port that's coming and all those sorts of things, and, and talking about what the role that they and companies like them play in e-commerce. So this is something that massive companies use, huge companies use warehousing and and just everybody does, but then small and medium-sized companies, companies just starting out, the the sky's the limit if I want to sell my product through an e-commerce platform. Um, So what are some, I know that you guys have tools that companies of all sizes can use. If I'm a, a small, if I am Phil's widgets and I think, hey, wow, I think I need to use some warehousing and fulfillment. Tell me what I don't know. I know this pick and pack. There's all these different things a, a, a seller might not even be aware of. Well, there's 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 different types of fulfillment. So, you know, there's the retail e-commerce. Um, there's direct to consumer, which we can do. We can do business to business. We can do business to consumer. 
on fulfillment. You know, we do the pick and pack. We can do kitting, which is basically taking product out of 10 boxes, putting it into one and making a kit out of it. We can do labeling. We can do sorting. We have a returns program. And we also utilize every, on the small packet side, the, the UPS, the FedEx, the USPS. So we have those companies bumping our dock every day, some several times a day. So usually pro, usually orders to us within, by 2 o'clock, they're out same day. Most wow. companies in this in, in, the, in our industry are usually 24 to 48 hours. 24 to 48 hours. So Is the norm. Is the norm. And you're out that day. Day. That's, that's our sale. We, Dusty and myself will go out on the floor if we have to to make sure the orders are done. That's our commitment to our customers, and that's what got us because the first customer we had was – 24 to 48 hours once they received it and i'm like you've got to be you're paying somebody to not do your business right yeah. but, but phil on the on the on the inventory on the warehouse management system not only can we see the inventory our customer can see the inventory they can see what's wow. going out that day they can see where the product's at so it basically everything that we can see our customer can see as well, which is huge on their side. If they know a transportation cost, uh, breakdown of the kidding, everything. Yeah, they, they see not only see the price, but they know exactly what inventory levels when they need to reorder. There's certain that we can set certain levels where it'll show a reorder for them. I mean, we can do anything that will that any other company could do. Wow, clarity and accountability is uh, you got all these tools that provide yeah. that. They know what's going on at your warehouse. They know what you're doing. You know what their levels are at and, and what's needed. That's that's what allows for a great partnership and a great relationship. So you're getting this new space, this additional 90,000 square feet that you're going to cube up, make real full. If I'm sitting out there and I'm a company and I think, wow, I need to get with Boost to do warehousing and do fulfillment, how do they how do they need to contact you? Uh Website. They, uh, they, hey, they go, we have a website. It's okay. uh, boosttransport.net. Um, you can also reach us by phone. You can reach us. And I, would do, I can give out that phone number, too, if you'd like. Do it, please. Yeah. It, 877-873-8535. 877-873-8535. Cell phones are ruining my my number All right remember <laughs> no but um yeah please contact we we love to see you. we we ask everyone to come in love to give a tour um show you what we do um show you our inventory management system talk to you the key to us is we try to tailor our our even our pricing proposals around that particular customer we don't just give out a piece, mm. piece of paper and say here here's our pricing yeah. Every customer is different, so we want to tailor that pricing we, we've to the product. We've got 35 customers that are set up individually with different pricing, and that, that shows our commitment to our customers and, and making sure they get what they need because once you get in a comfort zone as a customer, it's whatever, you want it, you like it that way, you, and that's how we our customers are seeing it. They're, they like the billing this way or that way. So we just we just take it and just adjust it to their need. Now, is it, it takes more time on our end, a little bit more work, yeah, but again, it's our commitment to our customer to put our customers first. Yeah, very customizable because there's so yeah. many things you you do, and yeah, I would imagine it depends if if most of my product I'm sending to you in a on a couple large pallets and you're sending out one at a time, or if you're putting kids together, it's like there's nothing you guys can't do. Yeah, 
goodness. All right, so one final thing I want to dive in more, which really stood out to me. So I feel like you are really helping to empower business owners. And if I'm a, a small or mid-sized company or a large company, and I want to be competing more, I want to be serving my customers better, uh, you all are, a, are just a key component of how to do that exactly. uh, through, through e-commerce. And it's, and it's awesome. So you are able to empower your customers, it seems to me, and in large part because you empower your employees. Tell us a little bit about that. How does a warehouse work? You've got zones, right, with different people running their zones like they own it. What does that look like? I think there's some great leadership lessons there. So one thing we've done, um, just going back to my history, is it never makes sense for the guy sitting in the office above to tell you how you need to do the things on the floor because you're not on the floor. Mm. So we let the people on the floor make decisions and and right wrong indifferent we can always talk about that and my commitment to my employees are or is is that if i tell you that i want it done this way then we talk about it if you don't agree let's talk about it because i'm not always right i'm sitting at a ten thousand foot view looking down trying to manage but you're managing it i I don't need to manage i'll manage the area errors and help but let them empower them so they get a sense of empowerment and owner ownership they take ownership they take pride in what they do they're these customers i mean we've got a guy he just started uh one month ago and this guy i wish he had a twin brother because he's already (laughs) he's knocked it out of the park he's redesigned reset up things i mean we try to empower them because we don't want to hold them back because who knows what their potential is so if you if you put them under a microscope and try to manage more place let them run and see where they go because you've still got leashes on them but they're not going to go too far we transition to a team environment but keeping our small company traditions and values Hmm. That's that's kind of that's that's kind of the key. We, we don't we don't want to be the large corporation and we're having twenty meetings a day and hey, everything's set in stone. This is the way it's going to work. Yes, we've had to change some things because we are growing, but we are transitioning to that team environment and keeping those keeping those values that we had when there was only four or five of us. So, you know. It seems to me that you you are you're creating a system. You've got these great team values, but you're creating a system by allowing people within that to be empowered. That uh, that's going to make it so that you either have the perfect kind of employee that we all want, or or folks they're not going to fit in at all, and they're going to self select out. Where have you found luck finding these people who want to be empowered? And what I mean, it sounds, I think uh, so many of our listeners that have businesses probably think. I would love to really empower my employees, but I'm scared to. You know, how, what, I'm scared they're going to mess up or not do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, it it, it was tough because I always wanted to micromanage. So uh, it was a tough pill for me to swallow because mm. to step away, and I had to because the company was growing, and you have to step away and start managing instead of trying to control. And that that's the biggest piece of advice or thing that I learned was just stepping back and letting others do because I can't do it all. You can't do it all. And yep. it, it was putting a lot of gray hairs and uh, losing hair. So I, I, I just, that was one reason we went that way as well. It's just let them run with it and see. It's same thing we do for our customers. Mm. 
hey, we want Todd to do what he's best at. He can't be in a million places doing this. So, hey, you do this. This will help our company grow. And we let the people that we hire that we have faith and trust in to handle that position. It takes trust. And I have found personally that so often people rise up to the level of expectation that you put on them. If you trust them and you, you, you know, obviously you're going to hire someone you, you think has a high likelihood of being capable and successful, but if you trust them to handle it and you give them the responsibility, so often they step up. Well, I wish we could keep on talking because I've learned so much, um, but I, I want our audience to take away a couple things. If you want to grow your business and you're using e-commerce, you need some help, warehousing, shipping, fulfillment, call our friends at Boost. We're excited about your, your new uh, venture in our community. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Phil, thank for you having Phil. us on. Thank you, WDUM. You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And remember to support our local businesses.